What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode that is what it is, 8bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we bring you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. I'm your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, host of the 8-Bit Collective's House of Mario, it's our resident farm boy, Drew Agnew. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for having me, Jack. Uh, um, I'm r- really excited to be on the show. Uh, been listening since uh, you started back uh, earlier this year, and uh, yeah, just really happy to be on. Thank you for joining me, mate. It's good to have a uh, fellow 8-bit uh, friend on, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, Drew, tell us a little. Tell us, give us a little bit of who is your dad is. What does he do for our uh, for our audience who might not be familiar with your exploits? Yeah. Um, so I'm a farmer from South Australia. Uh, uh, we uh, run the farm just with my uh, dad and my mum. Mm. Um, we mainly uh, focus on sheep, so we've got a uh, Texel stud where it takes a lot of our time. But we also do commercial uh, sheep, so that's um, basically for for meat mm-hmm. export and stuff like that. Yep. Um, yeah. So that that's great fun out there. I'm also a uh, bartender on the weekends, just uh, serving beers, doing that fun stuff. And uh, do a podcast called The House of Mario, which is a Nintendo podcast, which uh, is a lot of fun. Do it mm. with my best mate, Bryce. And yeah, absolutely fantastic. We uh, have a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. You're a very industrious man, I've discovered. You, you could do a little bit of everything. you got your bartender, you're a, a, a sheep <laughs> farmer, you're a podcaster. You've, you're very multifaceted. Yeah, I, um, I've got my toes dipped in a couple of very different things <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good it's a fair it's a good mix mate i'll tell you that it's a good mix yeah. and how are, how are you anyway mate thank you for joining yeah me. good uh yeah just um yeah i, I enjoy winter time because it's yeah. uh it's a lot of like a lot of uh lambing that's what's going on at the fa- moment on the farm i have uh, no idea lo- what that lo- means oh basically basically the the sheep are having babies they're having their, oh really the, the lambs are dropping congratulations so, uh, i guess <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a daddy <laughs> yeah uh, yeah but it's it's nice just to go around the sheep and you know basically you know make sure they're all right sometimes uh mm. they get stuck on their backs and they're pushing over sometimes they need you know the, the lamb gets stuck so you need yeah. to you know, pull it out <laughs> there's a great there's a great video going around of you uh helping a sheep back up on its feet it's um it's yeah. quite a funny uh it's quite a funny one i did appreciate that yeah sometimes i'm just driving around the paddock i'm like i don't like I get a funny idea for a stupid video, so I get my phone out and just <laughs> record it. <laughs> I reckon you'd come up with some. I reckon you'd have some pretty good uh, situations that'd pop up on the uh, on the farm. Yeah, um, I want to do more of it. To be honest, like mm. the people who watched that video seemed to think it was funny. So it was <laughs> grouse. I loved it. I loved the whole David Attenborough thing. <laughs> I have to find a link and try and put it in the description if I remember. But uh, okay, yeah, we'll see how we go. But uh, I suppose we should. Uh, we should get in some news this week, Drew. Let's do it. Yeah. Now, well, I want to. Uh, I want to start. I want to start off on a like more because there's some heavy top. We've got a couple of. We, there's the, there's we, some more lighthearted stuff to talk about, and then we got some we heavy do. stuff yeah. a bit later on. So I want to. I want to jump into some rapid fire. Rapid fire. And uh, I want to start off with a. Uh, with yeah, like I said, the 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 lighter stuff before we we get a little bit serious down towards the end of the episode. Uh, first story, Drew. Is that Disney puts standalone Star Wars movies on hold? Mm. What did you make of this? Now, there's uh, so this is obviously in response to the um, to Solo uh, bombing. I don't mean I th- it's made three hundred fifty million dollars at the box office, but apparently that's bombing. Um, I guess when you sort of yeah, first the, the standards of what Disney sort of you know 
holds did, the Did they Wars. lose money on it, or was it just their um, projections weren't met? I imagine they would have lost money on it. Um, I'm not sure what the budget was for for Solo. Um, I'll let you know in exactly two seconds. So, well, mm. they made money on it. It was $275 million budget. They made three fifty. So, but they haven't made like like I think they expect to make a lot more than that from a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, you know, especially considering how well all of the other ones have performed so so far. So, yeah, it's um they're, they're obviously disappointed and they've uh, they've put them on hold while they reassess and work out how. The, I think I think it was not marketed very well. I don't think Solo was marketed very well. Like I didn't see a lot of you know um TV spots or anything like that. Normally it's everywhere. Um, I noticed yeah. a couple of billboards and that kind of thing. I'm not sure how it was out in, in your out your way, but what did you, what do you sort of make of it? I I just feel like a lot of people sort of thought I don't really need to see Han Solo as a kid, and mm. they um <laughs> just I I went and saw it because it was a Star Wars movie, and I yeah. was excited to go and watch it. Yeah, and I did I did enjoy it. I didn't think it was the best movie or the worst movie. I just come out thinking, mm. oh, it was fine. That was, it was fine. a good movie. Yep, yep, yeah. But um yeah, I don't know if their idea was like um like with the main trilogy they'll they wanted it in line with that or mm. what but like yeah it, it's, it seems a bit of a shame that they won't be you know doing more of these stories mm. some like more laid back adventures like not a part of like a huge thing but yeah so um I think the ones that have been put on hold are the, the Boba Fett movie and the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie um mm. Uh, look, I, I, I was kind of bummed out when I saw this news because I really enjoyed Solo um, and I'm not one of those people who's like you know Oh, if there's too many, there's too many ruining my childhood. Rah, rah, rah. It's like just as long as they're good, just keep them coming. Um, and uh, I thought Solo was good. It, you know, it didn't review fantastically, but it's still sort of doing okay. I think it's like on the seventies in Metacritic, something like that, which is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just got. I think it just. I think people were maybe a bit like. I think people probably might have been burnt out a little bit. You know, we had. Um, Infinity War, Deadpool, and Solo all within the space of a couple yeah. of weeks. So maybe people just sort of um, were spending their money elsewhere. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. It was, al- it was also one of the first Star Wars movies that wasn't a part of like a big overarching trilogy as well. Hmm. People just might not have been as hyped about it going yeah. into it. Well, Rogue One did fairly well, but I guess that was sort of off the back true. of... Yeah. Off the back of... The, the, <laughs> the hype was sort of <laughs> still quite sort of palpable from... Um, uh, from the Force Awakens, and then mm. I think people, I think there's a, I think there's a large sect of the, um, the I guess Star Wars fan group that are a bit jaded by the Last Jedi, and yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe they they were the ones that didn't sort of go and see Solo. But I'm bummed out. I mean, I like these movies. I like seeing them. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Disney can just work out exactly what they're doing and and change it for the better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next story, Donald Trump announces that the U.S. military will create the Space Force. <laughs> Drew. Oh, just just, just the, the name, Space Force. Like, um, yeah, wow. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a fantastic tweet the other day. I can't remember who did it, but it was... Um, it was uh, I can't believe that there's a president who has sex with porn stars and is creating a space army, and I still hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, this is just I saw this and I couldn't help but just like it I mean, there's not often times I'll like smile at something Donald Trump does and we'll we'll get more to that a little bit later on in the episode. But um I saw this and I was just like I can't even like 
I mean, I can't even be like negative about this. This is just funny. Like, this is just like yeah. the space force. Like, okay, <laughs> sure, why not? I guess, like, w- of course, like, of course he is. Like, of course he's creating a fucking space force. <laughs> like, as if this wasn't yeah. like we didn't see this coming. Like, this is perfect. It was just perfect. So, like, when when you think if you think about hard enough, though, it's like, oh, are we moving into the time where technology mm. and all this is becoming like coming to the point now mm. where a country like America does need a space force. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I honestly, I'm not sure. Like, we haven't been back to the moon since like the 70s, so mm. maybe they're gonna go and set stuff up over there. Maybe they're gonna like. I, I just. I mean, I, I look to be honest. I'm actually okay with this. Like, I saw a lot of people being like, oh, this is, you know, a waste. I mean, as far as the budget, like the trillions and trillions of dollars, this is a very small drop in the bucket. Um, I saw some arguments that there could be, the money could have been spent better elsewhere. But you could make that argument about almost anything in the in the, yeah, in the US right. sort of budget. So, like, their military spending is something ridiculous, like, I don't know, a ridiculous amount of times more than just the, next, the very next country spends. So... Um, as far as this, there's a very small drop in the bucket. I kind of like the fact that they're, yeah, they're going into space. Like maybe it'll, you know, in our lifetime, we'll see a man on Mars. Like who knows if this sort of leads to something like that. I don't, I don't know, but, um, I'd like for it to be sort of more in that, um, I guess that sort of exploratory sort of science factor than it being like an active like military deterrent. There's actually laws against having weapons of mass destruction in space. So, um, you know, like that's kind of, I guess, takes away from it being a bit like, you know, them putting missiles and that kind of thing up there. So, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I like this. I, I smiled at this. This this made yeah. me laugh. Um, I, I'll tell you what, I, I mean, I know if, if I was like a young American looking at joining the military, I know which... Which which arm <laughs> I'd be putting my hand up for? I'm like fuck, yes, the space, dude. Space yeah. force. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, this this is just. Yeah. I mean, a stupid story. Um, I tried to. I mean, as as hard as I tried, I, I couldn't. I couldn't be negative about it. It, it made me. It made me giggle. Um, now you've got a couple. You brought a couple of stories to the table, Drew. Yeah. So I just brought a, a quick one with the uh, Pokemon Go. It's gotten a few updates and. Uh, Obviously, that brings more people back to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a, a man and uh, and his father. So I think his father was uh, seventy one years old, and the son was thirty years old, and they both got arrested for a, a bit of a, a bit of a brawl on mm. um <laughs> scrap. <laughs> a bit of a scrap, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like with Pokemon Go, we've heard of all sorts of things like people just not looking where they're going, getting hit by cars, falling off mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. jetties and stuff like that. But I thought this was. Especially, kind of sad, really. Yeah. <laughs> when the two men, both so old, um, actually physically attacking other mm. people just over, <laughs> over nothing really, just a video game out in the street. I, I put it down to Nintendo, uh, Nintendo players. You bloody nin- Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo fanboys <laughs> beating people up on the street. Yeah, we're all, we're all we're all like it. I'll I'll, I'll scrap you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Go. We had a story a couple of weeks ago about. Do you remember the French Spider-Man story where the uh, the, the the gentleman scaled the building and saved the toddler that was sort of perilously hanging for its life and mm, um yeah the, that toddler was left alone because the father had gone off and played pokemon go so oh, um right, yeah. you know we had a story last week about or the, it was last week or the week before about the fort fortnight being the worst thing let's not forget about that pokemon go it's people are getting beaten up and <laughs> kids yeah, are falling out of buildings getting, um yeah, you're actually getting beaten up in person if you go and play Pokemon Go, apparently. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, and then the next story. 
Our next story was just a little thing on Twitter. So someone by the tag uh, Ethiopian Gold, Mm. um, they put on Twitter saying, uh, let me just load it up, sorry. Uh, So my little cousin was selling water and Mm. didn't have a permit. So this lady decided to call the cops on an Mm. eight-year-old hashtag permanent patty. This is... Uh, I, I recommend everyone go and sort of check this video out. It's um, it's funny how the internet works these days and the things like this can sort of blow up and go go viral and sort of spread out the world. So basically, there's a young eight-year-old uh, black girl selling bottles of water on the, on the side of the road and this like... I mean, I guess what you call her is like a busybody or something, like someone who's got too much time on their hands. Obviously, yeah. As, as like seen this girl, been like, oh, she doesn't have a permit and was calling the police. I called the police on her. Uh, it's just... Uh, uh, the the video is quite funny to watch because she's like... The, the lady recording is narrating it and she walks up and then they're like the... She tries to like duck down and hide and it's just... <laughs> I mean... Uh. Uh, some people... I feel like there's there's so much negativity in the world and it's perpetuated by people like that who just go out of their way to like be like be negative do you know what I mean like it's just yeah like, what's just... the point of doing something like that um it's sort of baffling to me but she's now you know world famous for being a <laughs> being a goose um yeah, well, for... she, the girl just had an esky she didn't even have a table no like she, she's taking up no room mm hmm it's just two dollars bottle of water. Here you go. Mm. Put some money in a little cup or something. Like mm-hmm. it's like the it's like the real old days where you have a lemonade stand and you you know sell a cup for twenty cents or something like that. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, so uh, yeah, just I recommend everyone checking that video out. It's it's quite it's quite bizarre, but the um the look on the lady's face is quite priceless when she gets sort of busted. Um, it's like that. It reminded me of that meme where it's like, have you seen the meme where it's the like the the haircut the like the short haircut oh, it's like yeah. this the lady with this haircut is a 90% chance of asking to speak to the manager kind of thing it was just <laughs> like god uh, it's now, definitely her yeah yeah so um, now it's time to get into the heavy shit Drew mm. this is mm-hmm. this is the this is where we get into the nitty gritty there's some there's a couple of uh, sort of yeah like difficult story not difficult stories but i guess the first one we'll jump into is uh, the death of the rapper uh, xxx tentacion um mm-hmm. who was shot dead in florida early in the week uh now i don't so much want to talk about the murder itself because basically what it was was a uh like a botched robbery or you know he was he was te- these young men tried to rob him and shot him and then he died unfortunately he shot, shot in his car yeah shot in his car outside a yeah. motorcycle um shop in florida um I guess what I want to talk through with this is the uh, the public reaction to to his death, and there's been uh, mm. sort of two camps on this. So I'd n- I'd never heard of this guy when he passed away, but no, I he, had neither. No, he, he seemed to be very popular, um, and sort of almost immediately a lot of people there was like a, a quite a loud outpouring of one of grief um, that this young, seemingly talented man had you know passed away and then a sort of the other like the other end of the spectrum where there was a very large sect of people who were almost reveling in in his death and sort of because basically if you if you're not familiar with him he has quite a shady past he's been um charged with you know uh home i think home invasion assaults um viciously beat his ex pregnant then pregnant ex-girlfriend and um 
been charged with witness tampering and a, and a whole host of other things and so had been sort of you know had a had a i guess a check had passed and and had been sort of condemned and, and shunned by quite a quite a large sect of the population but then there was like a large sect that obviously really still loved him and and i guess mm. kind of what i wanted to talk through is is where i guess you fall on these types of things and with the one side sort of reveling in in his death and saying i guess he got what he deserved and the other side sort of mourning it like should we as a society like is it wrong to for people to you know to feel bad that a i guess a seemingly bad person lost their life and like I'm, i don't know the guy but it's based on like his previous i guess what he's been charged with and what he's been accused of i would hazard to say he's not a great person um mm. you know is it bad for people to not feel bad when someone like that dies like I, I i wouldn't i mean i would sort of go as far to say sort of straight off the top i think it's bad to be happy when someone dies um but is it wrong for people to not feel sadness for someone like that when, when they pass away um where, where do you sort of come down on, on a situation like this with a, a character like a, quite a polarizing character yeah it, like when i was looking into it he he's done some really crap stuff in the past he's you know hmm. he's beaten women which is just a big no-no just just asshole bloke, right? Yeah. Um, he, he's about, he's twenty years old, wasn't he? Twenty years old, yeah. Twenty years old. So you know, I don't know how you. you know, obviously, a very different lifestyle to what I lead down in the southeast of South Australia. Yeah. But, yes. So different. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Different worlds, but mm. like he's done some real shit stuff in the past. But just from what I've, I've uh, read and like looking at some of his videos listening to his music he's really he really did push change in his life he tried mm. to encourage better from himself and better from mm. uh, his fans and uh, yeah it, it's, it's he's done lots of work for charity he's always mm. pushing positive messages on his Instagram and mm. that so I don't know I feel like yeah it's it's I think it is about I think he was trying to change himself yeah yeah. But yeah, it like I I don't think uh, it it depends on the person. Obviously, if you're talking about someone like Hitler, you know, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. Th- that was a good thing that he died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just I, I'm talking more, yeah, like probably less <laughs> less scale than Hitler. Like I'm talking more like, like pole, like say like a Chris Brown kind of thing. Like you know, yeah, someone yeah. like that, like a more of a real polarizing character. Like people to sort of, I guess what I've seen is two sides of the of the. This, this, the coin where people have been almost rejoicing in this guy passing away and then obviously a large group that have been you know mourning him and, and feeling really bad and um, I guess that's sort of the crux of what I want to try to get get it to the bottom of is like how, how yeah obviously really bad people like Hitler and maybe some dictators and that kind of stuff around the world like we sh- yeah we're probably not going to feel sad if, if they die but for someone like this like you said a young guy who was seemingly trying to change his life who you know was you know really known for two things was for you know his music and being very talented and young and then for you know the crimes that he's sort of you know alleged to have committed so um, yeah. yeah it's sort of a hard one isn't it yeah I, I, I don't feel like he's deserve the hate he's gotten i feel like he he's he's he, he was on the track to doing his best to get to mm. where he wanted to be which was a better person to inspire people mm-hmm. i think i think he was literally he was live streaming on instagram just mm. before he got shot yeah. and he was saying like how how he wants to make people better and all this stuff before he actually did get shot mm. um he, he literally did say if i die in a tragic acid accident yeah. i want to have a better impact on 
people's lives or yes yeah, whatever saw, the quote was i did say that yeah he's um he wanted yeah he did push that sort of positive message i guess the you know to play devil's advocate there's a large group of people that are sort of saying what's well, all he's just sort of paying lip service to mm. you know to sort of make himself look better in, in the face of i guess some of the allegations because some of the stuff he did like what he allegedly had done to his ex-girlfriend was like the, oh, the worst like you know kicking yeah. stomping um punching you know she couldn't to the point where she you know had no vision in one eye um you know threatening to to sort of stab her with a barbecue fork and these types of things like i don't know how much you know just from a pure moral standpoint going on instagram and say, and talking about positivity can sort of oh. repent for those kinds of actions like <laughs> no, i sort of no. find it hard to find a you know a uh like that's not enough for me just to go on instagram and be no. you know what i mean but yeah i'm, I'm not I'm, like I'm reveling not, in this guy's death or anything yeah. but i'm not saying that speech makes up for doing mm. what he's done to his partner like you mm. don't do that to anyone you especially don't do it to women and you especially don't do it to someone who's your partner you do not mm. do that especially and i'm not saying that him going oh look i'm saying all this bullshit is mm-hmm. fixing that mm-hmm. but at least he was on the right path to at least acknowledging it and hopefully changing himself for it mm-hmm. yeah quite possibly quite possibly i mean like i guess where i sort of fall on this is i'm not sad like i'm not happy that the guy has died but i'm not sad about it like when i've read no. What what has happened? I know he's had a real impact, like positively, on on a large group of the community. There's a lot of people that I follow who are, who are genuinely upset that he's passed away and feel he's a you know immensely talented um, person who's sort of gone too soon. And while that may all be true, uh, I'm not, it doesn't sadden me. I mean, I guess from a few levels in that one, I was not really like. Um, aware of this guy before he passed away so there's that i could say a similar thing to anthony bourdain who had a probably a you know or i can definitely say had a significantly more positive impact on the world than this this rapper um and he passed away a few weeks ago and i wasn't you know while that was sad i wasn't sad about it because i'd really no you know familiar familiar familiarity sorry i'm not good with words (laughs) (laughs) um uh, with with Anthony Bourdain I never watched any of his stuff so I wasn't sort of able to feel sad about that in a way that I would if I sort of was more familiar with him and uh, the same but with this is sort of a little bit different where I'm like I'm not sad about this guy passing away while it is a sad thing and he has friends and family and these types of things like I'm not sad about it um, so that might be a mixture of uh, me obviously not being very familiar with him and also I guess his past uh, indiscretions we'll call yeah. them yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. I don't, I don't necessarily feel sad or anything like that. I just mm. feel like, I don't know, it's a bit rough uh, treating him like he... Oh, most certainly. Shit. Which, uh, which, he, which he was, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Like, it is a hard... This <laughs> yeah, is a hard one. Hard. And, and, like, I, look, I, I definitely fall in the camp of it's not okay to be, like, celebrating it. Like, I don't... I don't I, like, there's people out there who are actively sort of being like, good, I'm glad he's dead. And to me, that that's not okay. But mm. I'm not like at the same time, I'm not going to mourn this guy who was seemingly a, a you know a bad person in in my mm. judgment. Um, but, but they were contacting the um the ex girlfriend, and a lot of people mm. on Twitter were saying, "Oh, I bet you're happy that she's oh that he's dead." Yeah, she and was quite actually, upset about it. Yeah, yeah, she was not happy at all. Um, which sort of goes to say, you know, a lot of things. But um, yeah, but that that says a lot. You know what I mean? Um, it mm. says a lot about the guy. I think. Did you see the um 
the the uh, hashtag on Twitter where basically the um the footage got leaked or on the internet of yeah. him dead in his driver's seat and yeah, people were basically mimicking check. that. Oh really? Yeah, and they'll no. hash they'll put the hashtag on it and I did not see people that. just lying and lying in like their driver's seat just. Mm. I'm like, that, okay, that's a bit that's a bit far, guys. That's not yeah funny. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you know? the, the internet has a weird way of dealing with uh, with sensitive issues, doesn't it? Yeah, a bit odd. <laughs> uh, and the last story I want to talk through, Drew, is uh, I guess the, the we call it a crisis now um, on the U.S.-Mexican border, where uh, basically asylum seekers, refugees, are trying to enter the U.S. They're being detained, and the children are being separated from their parents when when trying to cross the border in the US. Uh this is a this is a shocking and horrible thing that is happening right now and I mm. am at a loss almost to to comprehend how it's gotten to this point. Um so to give our listeners a uh some background on the issue uh basically how it's worked in the past is that if a fam if if uh, a family has crossed the border or someone has tried to cross the border illegally with children. They haven't been um, prosecuted and like sent to, to jail. They're sort of processed and, and released or, you know, deported back, but they're, they're not, the families have never been separated before, even though there have been laws that have allowed that it's never been enacted. So what's happened is um, attorney general Jeff Sessions in April uh, enacted a zero tolerance pol- policy on the border as a deterrent for people for, for you know the refugees to no longer try and cross the border illegally obviously Donald Trump has had a very strong stance on immigration and that was a big platform for him with the wall and trying to keep out the illegal immigrants and this that and the other and so what that is means is that every single person who has illegally tried to enter the United States of America has been um, transferred to the Justice Department and been uh basically um processed and prosecuted as a crim- as a criminal act uh, where it's been a little bit more lax in the past and they've been um released and and sort of summons to return to court and this kind of thing and what has ha- as a result of the parents uh, of all the adults being prosecuted there's a um there's a law in the states called the flores agreement and basically what that means is that you can't detain children for more than 20 days so because it takes so long for these when these adults are basically sent to jail crossing the border they have to separate the children from their parents because they're not legally allowed to detain the children for longer than 20 days so what they've been doing is removing as soon as they're crossing they're taking the parents sending them to jail removing their children for them and sending them to the um uh health and human resources department and they've been for lack of a better term put in I mean, I don't want to use the word... I mean, like, prison camps. Concentration camps is what some people are calling them. It's probably, that's probably a bit extreme, but they're, they're being separated and, and put into prison camps almost while the, the mm-hmm. parents are put into jail. They've been sent all across the border, all across the country. Uh, this is just... Oh, this is shocking to me that this has been able to happen. And, I like, that this is happening in the United States is... I've, I, I'm just... Like I'm quite speechless about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, a first party, oh, not first party, <laughs> a, like a first world country like America, like where this thing's happening, where people are trying to get in, hmm. is yeah, disgusting. Um, hmm. Like I'm, um, I'm sure is a, I, I couldn't even imagine how big a task it would be to stop people from coming into the country illegally and doing hmm. it right and, 
um, doing well by these people. But mm. have, having the kids removed is just... It'd be like for a kid, it'll be horrifying being ripped away from your parents. Just absolutely it's, horrifying. And these, are, and these aren't like these are like infants. These are infants. These are babies. These are two, three, four-year-old children who don't speak English, who are fleeing, you know, war-torn countries, who are trying to, who are seeking refuge. And this is the other thing. And I've heard some people make this argument, and and it, for lack of a better term, it fucks me off, Drew fucks yeah. me off because people are saying oh well you know what if people break the law they have their children taken away from them anyway it's like yeah if you're a drug dealer or you're a shoplifter you do something like that you, you do something like that. yeah these yeah these people are breaking the law but they're seeking refuge they're running away from the horrors and the, the you know the things that they're dealing with in their home countries and they're trying to basically protect their children like if your house is on fire <laughs> You're going to probably run out with your kid, right? And that's effectively yeah. what these people do. They're trying to protect their families and they're seeking refuge and they're being treated and they're being they're having their children ripped away from them, put into you know detention centers and prison mm-hmm. camps. Oh, nearly 2,500 children have been separated from, from their families. Um, now, in the last few days, as this story has developed, Donald Trump has signed an executive order to basically on f- to stop the separation of children. Now... On face value, you'd say that that's this is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a crock of shit because it doesn't really change anything. So what it does is what the executive order aims to do is to change that Flores agreement, which is so that they can basically imprison the children and the parents. So there's that, like I said, there's that Flores the agreement, which means you can't detain children for longer than twenty days. So what happens then? is they're trying to get the what the executive order is saying is that for the time being we're not separating the children from their families that 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 practice is now going to yeah. stop but that's that that flores law still exists and what what happens what's going to happen in 20 days because that that law is not going to get overturned the obama government tried to over, have it overturned didn't happen they're going to try and have it overturned it's not going to happen and in 20 days it's going to go back and the kids are going to be separated again the only way to stop it is to remove this zero tolerance policy and to not and to not you know hand the, the adults over to the justice department um because it's just i mean it's inhumane like this is inhumane like these kids are terrified and they're being separated from their families and they're being put into these prison camps. there's or there's a there's a harrowing audio clip that's been released that's just like like it, you know rocked me as a as a parent mm-hmm. of children like crying and screaming and like begging for their parents and having no idea what's going on they don't speak the language it's just I find it I find it really disturbing that this is happening in like you said a first world country. Yeah. Um it's going back to what uh, Donald Trump said like he 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 obviously Donald Trump likes saying what people want to hear. People mm. want to hear that the kids won't be removed by their parents so mm-hmm. uh, from their parents so that's what he's saying but other people even in his party are saying, you know, that the kids are being removed and all that. So he's just lying. Mm. <laughs> Straight up well, lying to us, which we're used to. But Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, it's... They executed this order, this, you know, the zero tolerance policy as a, a deterrent, right? For the people to... Um, to stop people from trying to enter. Like, yeah. it was... This was planned out by the by the government. He's been trying to blame this on the Democrats. So, like you said, he, he's been lying. He's lied the whole way through. He first, he lied. He said, this is because of the Obama government. This is because of the, what the Democrats enacted, where it's really... He was cherry-picking three different... Three or four different laws to sort of be able to enact the zero-tolerance policy. He um, he lied and said that he, he couldn't fix it with an executive order. So... 
you know, he said it had to go through Congress, which turns out to be a lie because he's written an executive order. Yeah. And he's written an executive order that says it's fixed it, which is also a lie because it hasn't actually fixed anything. Um, I, heard, I listened to someone today who actually described it really well. They said that, you know, reversing this would be a 180. This is a 360. He's, this, he's just spun yeah. around and it's in the exact same spot because in 20 <laughs> days, when that law is still intact, these children are going to be separated again if that zero tolerance policy is still in place. And the executive order also does nothing to reunite the 2,300-plus children who have already been removed from their parents. Um, I find I just find the whole thing just just, just disgraceful that, this, that these children are being put into these detention centres like this. And it's just... Uh, I can't, like, I can't, like, it's, this is actually really angering me. Like, it, I got viscerally angry the other day looking at Twitter and reading stories about this and just... It's just... Uh, it's the most horrible thing. Yeah, like I, I don't know what they, what they can do to fix it now. I don't know what the solution is, but uh, obviously, what they're doing now is just yeah, it's 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 not on just from a humanity point. Like it's yeah, it's a it's a humanitarian crisis, and that's it. Like this is a human right. These are children for fuck's sake. Like these mm. are toddlers. Imagine how terrified they are. Not to mention the psychological damage and the trauma that's gonna these kids are gonna be you know, stuck with for the rest of their lives. There's a lot of talk that majority of these kids will probably, those will get lost in the system and they'll never be reunited with their parents. Imagine that. Imagine yeah. being a two-year-old, yeah. three-year-old kid and you've only ever known that one foundation relationship and that's all you've ever known and you just ripped away from that and you're put into a cage and you're not able to to ever see your family again. Like, all this is going to do is create more, yeah. like... How is how this is beneficial to anyone is is beyond me. I don't I, I don't see any positive to this to what Trump's doing. It's not a deterrent because clearly deterrent's not work, working because people are still entering twenty three hundred children since April. It's two months. Twenty three hundred children have been Jesus. plus. We don't even know if that's the exact number. Have been taken away from their children, spread out across the country, who may never see their parents again. It's this is going to create more crime. This is going to create. This is going to clog up the. Um, you know, like the H, uh, HHS system that's going to clog up the jail system, prosecuting all these people. It's... Uh, and, and like, you're right, I don't know what, like, the solution for this is, but they need to do something because they cannot let this continue on the way that it's going because it's it's inhumane. Mm. Uh, like, there was a tweet Boogie2988 uh, put out. Like, he... I'm just going to summarise it, but he mm. said that, oh, my God, we are the bad guys. Like, yeah. when you watch... Like, if you watch a movie or even the news or whatever it might be, like, you get to the end, you're like, oh, my God, I was the bad guy. Yeah. And that that's what a lot of Americans are thinking right now. Just, oh, like, this is the place we think is the best place in the world. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, which obviously, it is a lot better than a lot of these countries where these people are coming in to mm. escape from. But just just the way these people have been treated is just... Because I, I, I know, like, even if I went on a holiday to America and I went with my mum and dad, and I'm 24, so I'm an adult... And I went to yeah. America and they and mum and dad just got ripped away from me. I'm like, hey, hey where, where are you taking them? And they take me mm. somewhere and I'm like, what the hell's going on? I, mm. I'd be frightened, let alone an eight-year-old you know, or even a two-month, two-year-old baby. I don't know. But, man, <laughs> it's just crazy, oh, it's, isn't it? Just mate, it's, thinking it's, about what's going on. It's absolutely horrible. It really is. And uh, this story will continue to develop and, and I'll, I'll be continuing to, to cover this until that we have some kind of... Because this is like this is like this is actually making me quite. This is quite. It's really upsetting. Just thinking about 
toddlers and babies taken away from their parents and put into shelters. And even if this executive order, what they're trying to do, get the Flores Agreement overturned, is um, even if that's repealed, they're then going to be detaining the families together, which isn't it's not as bad as what's happening now, but it's similar to what they did in World War Two with the Japanese families in America and, you know, putting them in detention camps and this kind of thing, and which is seen as like a really dark period and it's staying on the American, um, you know, history. And this is, this should be viewed in a, nothing different. It's a dis- deplorable, yep. disgusting, for the sake of getting voters riled up and, and continuing the, the same bullshit rhetoric. This is, this should this I just can't I can't comprehend it, Drew. I can't, and it's it's no. it's actually really hard to sort of to talk about and to think about. Um, but it's just it's inhumane, like it's inhumane. This is the kind of shit that you hear about happening in fucking Syria and and Afghanistan, not in fucking United States of America. Yeah, that that was my first thought too when I read this. I'm like, okay, mm. wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's quite like you know I spoke earlier about. Um, <laughs> the space force thing and how you know um it's not often of sort of this this so like this was developing and this has been ongoing the space force thing happened and i was like oh that's and this kind of really blew up after that and i was it just i almost didn't want to talk about the space force thing because this is really like fucked me off um yeah but i i uh you know i I still had to talk about the Space Force thing. <laughs> um, but this is... Look, this is going to be a, a developing story. Um, I will continue to, to, to talk about this because it's... Like I said, it's really... Um, yeah, it's... It's it's important. It's, like, we need to yeah. keep an eye on it. We can't just forget about it. Like, we forget about 90% of the news these days. Yeah. Like, we've got, we got to keep an eye on this because cause if people just forget about it, you know, these kids are... Hmm. Yeah, they're going to... Yeah, we can't forget about this. Exactly right. And I don't think we will. I think the media is doing a really good job of just hammering. And like I've talked about the the sort of left-wing sort of liberal media and the way that they have um, probably done themselves a disservice in the way that they've covered, you know, Trump and this kind of thing in the first year and a half of his uh, presidency. But I, I like, I, we, as I think, as a, like, as a human race, we, they, he, we need to be hammering the Trump government about this. Oh, yeah. Like he, yeah. he's been getting hammered. He's losing allies. I love that there's governors and that there's senators who are, who are no longer support, who are like, he's losing allies because of this. We're walking away from him. They're, re- they're um, removing their aid from, you know, the border. There's, um, I forget which governor it was, but he, it might've been Massachusetts, but he's like, I'm not sending the co- the national guard mm-hmm. to, um, to the border anymore. They're, they're sort of withdrawing. They're not going to support this. So we needed like this, we need to keep hammering Trump. The, the first executive order that he's written, which he said he couldn't, which he, he's done, um, has done a little bit, but in, you know, after the 20 days is up, then, you know, we'll see exactly what's going to happen. So, mm. um, yeah, we'll continue to, to cover this story. Uh, okay. Off the hard shit for now. Uh, <laughs> we have a listener question, Drew. Oh. And it comes from our very own John Peck. Hey, John And he writes into it is what it is at 8bit.net and he asks a question for you drew and he says i think he might have been drunk when he wrote this because he spelled your name <laughs> j j r u e 
Oh, and wow. Then he, okay. And then he said, from the House If Mario podcast. <laughs> the House F Mario. <laughs> the House If Mario. So oh, whether God. that's a typo or not. John is not normally the typo member. I reckon he might have been drunk when writing this. But he asks, if you could successfully lobby for one government initiative, project or support plan to help mm. our rural Aussies doing it tough, what would it be? Kind oh. regards, Jono. All right. Jesus. Um, to put you on the spot. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're right. Let me have a think because there are a lot of issues uh, regarding rural South Australia. Um, uh, name one what comes to mind is we had a we had a down in uh, lower southeast of South Australia. We have a huge um, pine uh, plantation, mm-hmm. and they and I'm I'm a bit rusty at this because this was years ago when I was still a kid. But basically, they sold this is the Snowtown. Right... No. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they, they, they sold they sold the rights Sorry, to, the, to. They, they sold the rights to the um, pine plantation. So because our our town basically is uh, a lot a lot of farming communities, but it's also a, a toilet paper mill mm-hmm. there. So when they sold the uh, pine plantation, a lot of jobs went with that too, and our town oh, went down because of it. And what they did is they sold that to build Adelaide Oval in Adelaide. Right. Okay. So. Like there's um, a lot a lot of these like sort of government officials they're not real they don't give a shit about the rural Australia mm. they're just in it for the cities to grow the city mm. so now Adelaide has a fantastic oval which mm-hmm. uh, but there's a whole industry that's suffered because of it yeah right interesting and I know interesting. that's not really farming but I guess if I were it's a rural issue so what would you so what would you like to Jono's question, what what would you do or have done about that? Like, what could you do to then, I guess maybe, what would you, what initiative would you like seeing to maybe compensate those who have been affected by that? I don't really know because I'm not really hugely politically minded, but mm, mm. Um, I don't know. I just try and fight it. I guess <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure. Fair enough. Like at, at least at least try and keep the jobs there because like these people who made this decision obviously either don't care about the town or they mm. just not aware I don't know but yeah interesting yeah. very good but thank you for the question Jono remember if you've yeah. got questions you, for us you can write them send them in to it is what it is at 8bit.net now Drew it's time for our iTunes review of the week ooh and this week's review comes from DJ Payne who will be hey. joining me on the show <laughs> next week. And he drops an incredible five stars. And the title of his review is, This show needs to be more popular. I agree wholeheartedly. And it reads, The Good. Jack is a great host of a brilliantly formatted show with some insightful guests. With I love how he says some insightful guests. <laughs> <laughs> he knew I was on this week. <laughs> uh, and then he says, The Bad. Too many unnecessary swearing for a show marked clean in iTunes. I would like to let my kids listen. And he says, The Ugly. The two Geelong guests, DJ Payne and Jono Peck, are pretty hard on the eyes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hard on the eyes. Uh, for your feedback, DJ. I'm not so, so sure about the, uh, the hard on the eyes thing, but um, you do make a good point on the swearing. Um, and I, sh- I, I do endeavour to try and sometimes uh, not swear as much. But, um, but with things like this... Immig- this uh, border policy stuff I, like it just gets me rolled up so yeah. I, I kind of I'm a very when I got together with my partner like what the two things I told her Drew were uh, there's two things you need to know me I swear a lot and I love going to the footy every week that's pretty much all you need to know yep. so um, 
and uh, both those things are still true. So, <laughs> especially if you come back from the footy and you're all warmed up, you're just you know raring to go. You're gonna put mm. some words into your microphone, but you mm. know uh, some of them might be, yeah, the swears. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit, and you can find all of our content over at 8bit.net, and you can follow us on Twitter. Drew is at iDrewby. I am at Cruzy underscore mate, and 8-Bit is at we are 8-Bit on all of the socials. Drew, tell the yes. kids where they can find all of your amazing content and the, the bits and pieces that you do with yourself. Uh, you can find the House of Mario podcast over at soundcloud.com uh, slash mm-hmm. the House of Mario and also, uh, you know, iTunes, Google Play, uh, whatever podcast app you use, it's all there. We we do a weekly Nintendo show. We absolutely love gaming and love Nintendo when we just have, we have a lot of fun with our show. We, we don't take it too seriously. So. <laughs> I, I can I can confirm that you like Mario, that you love you love Nintendo, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we um, like Mario too. He's a yeah. He's everyone a, likes Mario. I mean, I don't know anyone that doesn't like Mario. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, Mario. I feel like it's one of those universal things. that's kind of like it just. It's kind of like a, a, a. It's always like there's no. There's never like a negative thing about Mario. Do you know what I mean? It's like it always brings. It's like a very nostalgic. People see Mario. And they're like the older people see Mario. And they're like, oh, I remember Mario. And yeah, if you you, know. if it's if it's not your thing, that's cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like when we talk about so many negative things, it is like I think Mario is one of those things that just is like there's no negative connotation with Mario. Mm. I mean, maybe there is. I'm sure that there's some people out there who get upset because of the the, <laughs> the patriarch thing. And maybe he's a maybe it's stereotypical to Italians. I'll tell you what, I've never been offended by by Mario. Is it stereotypical? Or is there uh, many Italian? Like, a, I, don't, a, I haven't met many, if any, Italian plumbers. So, oh, actually, mm, maybe it is a little bit. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not offended by it. Yeah. I'm sure there's people out there. I, who are I remember when I was listening to your episode when you were covering the first uh, mass shooting. Yeah. And I, I was listening to that, and it was, you know, you guys, I think it was Tom on at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were really somber about it. And I was listening to it just thinking, oh my God, thank God I don't have to talk about this. I'll get to go home, record about you know, yeah. some stupid game that's just coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Like, I'll be honest, like, it's hard sometimes with this show, like, to oh, find yeah. that's why I was like to, I was like fuck I need to talk like that's why I'm like I need to talk about the Space Force because the last two stories are quite sort of um, you know this this is this specifically this um, you know child separation thing is really sort of it's probably a good thing that we've recorded this show a bit late because I've like I've simmered down a little bit like I was really fired up about it the other day I was about to like go ham on some people on Twitter but I had to had to restrain myself um, some of the idiotic things people are saying out there that um, mm. or defending this I just I, I can't like I can't see how anyone can defend this this is happening I know we've already sort of moved on from it but like I said it's really it's really irking me um, yeah. but yeah so make sure you check out all of true stuff guys <laughs> and if you enjoyed this show <laughs> Head on over to iTunes, give us a subscribe, leave us a review. It does help get the word out. It helps us be discoverable. Leave a review for it is what it is. Leave a review for the House of Mario and all of the 8-Bit Collective's magnificent podcasts. All 10 of them now. Uh, Next week, as mentioned (laughs) earlier, I'll be joined by 96.3's Geelong's Breakfast Radio host, DJ Payne. I'm very much looking forward to having DJ back on the show. Uh, I've been promised the hottest takes yet. I'm actually interested Ooh, to <laughs> DJ. I know that you're listening to this, um, so no spoilers because I, I like I don't want I want to know I want to I'm gonna I want to address this this border border because you're a father 
and I want to know your thoughts on this. So heads up that that's what we're going to be talking about that again next week. So I'm, I'll be fascinated to know your thoughts, your, what your hottest take is on the um, <laughs> the uh, child separation crisis. But uh, if you've got any questions for myself or DJ, you can email them through to us, like Jono did at it is what it is at eight bit dot net. Drew, yes, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you this evening. You too, Jack. You too. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, friends. It is what it is. Woohoo! Wahoo! <laughs> Ow, wah, 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 wah.